in the middle of the pandemic like a crazy person. <laughs> I was like, now's the perfect time to go full time. Amazing. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. So many entrepreneurs that I meet and talk to on this podcast share a common trait. They're multi-passionate. And as creatives and just as humans, we have many interests and passions, and that often shows through the businesses that we build. That being said, multi-passionate entrepreneurs can run into some unique challenges when it comes to growing and marketing and scaling their businesses. That's what we're digging into for this Gold Digger Podcast coaching session. Stephanie Sintron is a photographer and a website designer in Savannah, Georgia. After pursuing photography as a side hustle while working full-time as an e-commerce product manager and falling in love with web design, she knew that entrepreneurship was a non-negotiable. In 2021, she jumped headfirst into full-time entrepreneurship and hasn't looked back. Steph's business now combines both photography and web design. Yes, she is multi-passionate just like me. In this session, we'll explore ways to seamlessly combine multiple offerings under one umbrella, the marketing strategies that support a business with more than one focus, plus ways to quiet the noise and get clear about what you really want to pursue when shiny objects pop up all around you. Class is back in session. Let's get started. Something I love about being a podcaster is getting the chance to support my network of fellow creators and business owners. Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson, is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, a freelancer, or side hustler. Being Boss is another amazing resource for anyone interested in getting inspired and more importantly, getting started. If you like Gold Digger, trust me, you are going to love Being Boss. Emily even covers topics that are near and dear to our Gold Digger hearts, like taking time off as an entrepreneur and finding vision for your business and life. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Stephanie, welcome to the Gold Digger Podcast. I am so excited. Today we get to do a coaching session together and you get to ask me all the questions. So really, I've got the hard work in front of me. You get to just sit back and learn. So how are you doing? And tell me a little bit about yourself. I am doing really well. Things have been really crazy in this first year and I couldn't ask for anything more, honestly. Things have just been really unexpected in the best way. But I guess just a little bit about me. I'm a 25-year-old girl living in Savannah, Georgia, pursuing a career in photography and in website design. And it's been a long time coming, but this first year, like I said, it's just been really great. Amazing. What kind of photography do you do? 
Yeah, so I primarily work with couples. That's kind of my bread and butter. Just now in this first year, I'm trying to dive back into wedding photography. I did it a little bit while I was in college. And then after going into corporate America, I kind of took a step back because I knew I wasn't going to really be able to serve brides the way I wanted to. So diving back into that and then also doing grads. Amazing. Okay. So tell me about how you started your business. So you are one year in, which congratulations. A lot of people don't make it through one year and to do it through a pandemic is pretty incredible. (laughs) So walk me through like, what was your transition out of corporate America and into entrepreneurship like? Yeah. So really the whole journey with photography started six years ago, six or seven years ago, when I started as a freshman in college, kind of taking it a little bit more seriously. I actually went to school for photography. And then as I, you know, graduated as a senior, I was kind of unsure on what I, what that meant and what I wanted that to look like for me outside of school. And the company that I interned with, they had offered me a job. And so I was like, yeah, I don't want to be a broke photo student graduating college (laughs) and not really knowing what I'm doing. So I jumped into corporate America doing actually e-commerce. And so I did that for about a year and a half. And then I met my fiance while I was in college and he wanted to move down to Savannah. And I was like, okay, yeah, photography is going to be amazing down there. So it was an easy move. But even then, when I left that job in corporate America, I went into working two part-time jobs just to get by because I didn't really have a clientele down here. And then after about a year of doing that, in the middle of the pandemic, like a crazy person, (laughs) I was like, now's the perfect time to go full-time. Amazing. And then, so you're not just a photographer and not that I hate the word just anyways, but you also are a website designer. So tell me a little bit about that side of your business. Yeah. So that's honestly the most unexpected part about this first year for me. So I brought that on really after I had accepted the job into corporate America right outside of college. So doing e-commerce, I was working for a women's boutique. And one of my first projects when I started that job was to redesign their website. And I was like, "Uh, okay, sure. Don't really have too much experience here. So I was pretty self-taught. I'd still say that I'm very self-taught. And now I'm definitely taking that a little bit deeper and going into more of like education and, you know, taking all the sources that I needed for that. But yeah, that's kind of where that kind of started was right out of college doing that e-commerce job. And I, you know, was playing around on the internet, playing around with all these different platforms and fell in love with it. Honestly, I love it just as much as I do photography. And people think that's crazy because they don't understand how I could sit in front of a screen all day, but it's like a little puzzle to me. So definitely brought that on. I love that. You know what? You're bringing me back so much, Stephanie, because when I first started out, I used WordPress and I'd bought like a pro photo theme for my website and I figured Mm -hmm. out how to do that. And then I did it for a few other photographers because they were like, I don't know how to do my site. And I was like, oh, I just did it. I can do it for you for a couple hundred Mm -hmm. dollars. And it's just, you're literally bringing me back to my early days, which is so exciting. And I just want to say bravo to you 
for making so many different leaps from moving to leaving your job to starting a business during a pandemic to growing that business. So let's dive on into the questions you have. And I am so excited to hopefully help you out today. Yeah, let's do it. All right. What's number one? First, I'd like to ask, obviously you're a marketing expert. And so I have these two contrasting services with photography and website design. And I'm trying to figure out in this season, what's going to be, you know, the most beneficial and clear way to create content and market these services without confusing the two different audiences that are associated with them. Yeah. So I love that you are multi-passionate and I think that that is super important. And I think that's how we stay passionate, to be honest, so that we don't get so stuck in one thing. So one of the things I'm curious for you guys in Georgia, do you have a sort of off season or a slow season with photography or is it pretty consistent year round? I like to argue in Savannah, it's pretty consistent just because there, you know, it's warmer down here as far as photography goes. And so, you know, people are consistently traveling in. It's a big tourist town. People come here specifically to elope or do small weddings. And then I, I mean, maybe the beginning of the year in January, February, Perfect. Because for us up in the Midwest, it was literally like six months of craziness. And then it was like six months of quietness. And so that's super helpful contextually. So one thing I would say is that the two contrasting services do not compete at all. People that want to book you for photography, that's what they want. So one of the things that you want to think about is that I believe that you could have just one brand. You could have your brand that is you with the two different things. And what you want to think about, especially as a website designer, which you probably are really good at this already, is thinking about that customer's journey. So Mm -hmm. when I was transitioning out of photography, I was still shooting. It was a very slow transition. I did not just jump ship. But I was serving brides and then I was also serving business owners, right? And it's like, okay, how do we not... like convolute the message or like, how do we not be like, wait, what does she do? So we really thought super thoughtfully about like how our website was laid out so that it was super obvious. Like if you're a photography client, you click right here. And then Mm -hmm. they just see photography stuff. If you're looking to get a website design, you click right here. And then that's kind of a separate branch. So it almost feels like two separate landing pages or Mm. two separate places for people to land where they can get that information. But one thing that I found that I think a lot of us trick ourselves into believing is we're like, I'm too confusing. People don't get me. And it's like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. Let's just make the journey super easy for them. And I think that people love to work with passionate people. So it's like, no one's going to fault you for wanting to do more than one thing. I think as human beings, we want to do a million things. Um, And so the other piece of that too, is a lot of times when we're serving a broader audience like that, we tend to try to please everyone when we're talking, Mm -hmm. which makes our speech and our copy way more generic. And so let's say even on Instagram, for example, you're showing off a new website that you built. Don't feel like you need to try to talk in a way that your brides or photography clients understand. Speak to the exact people that would want a website template or that would want a website done by you. And then same for your photography stuff. Don't try to speak in a way that's so generic that your web design clients would understand because Mm -hmm. 
you're not repelling anyone. You're just speaking more clearly to the right people. So think about that customer journey and just think about how you can make it so easy. One thing that I did, and I literally still have the paper from when I did this, is I took a piece of paper and I said, okay, let's say I hear about Stephanie and I Mm -hmm. want to book a session. How many clicks do I need to make to go from hearing her name to landing on her website and booking a session? And you kind of want to look at that journey. And then same thing on the other side. Let's say I want Stephanie to design me a website. How many clicks do I need to do on her website to go from hearing her name to booking her for a consult? And you want to just make that journey as simple and clear as possible. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate things, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I guess like my biggest concern, and it's really refreshing to hear you say this because I've had, you know, multiple conversations with friends and family and they're like, well, I just think they need to be two separate brands. I'm like, do they really though? Yeah. And so it's really, it's really nice to hear that it can no. kind of be umbrellaed under like one thing. Absolutely. And that's, what's so cool too, is like, I mean, if you look at my brand today, it could be very confusing. And sometimes it is confusing to people. But at the same point, if we look at like how we lay things out, it's pretty easy to find what you're looking for. And no one is ever like, oh, you can't be an influencer and an educator. Like no one would ever say that, right? Like you would never tell someone like play small. So just make it really simple. And honestly, I think the two are so closely related that it's not mm-hmm. confusing at all to me. <laughs> like I totally get it. So I'm your people. Amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Um, what next question? Yeah. So next, again, this is my first year and I'm, you know, a solopreneur and I'm proud of that in many ways, but sometimes, and we can all probably attest to this, but you can't spread your butter too thin. And so I am considering starting a team or bringing at least somebody on. And so I was wondering if it's ever too early to truly start a team and who was the first person that you brought on to make your life a little bit easier. Yes. I love this question. So I was super stubborn. So don't be like Mm me. (laughs) And, you know, so when it's a side hustle and I'm wondering, I bet you felt this too. So when it's a side hustle and you have that either nine to five, or you had those two side jobs to rely on, it's really easy to invest back in your business, right? For the sake Mm -hmm. of the growth, whether you're buying gear or paying for domains or whatever, it's pretty easy because you have that income coming in. But I feel like something in our brain shifts when our business becomes our sole income. And it's almost like our grip tightens on the money we're bringing in that we get a little afraid to invest back into the business or to spend it or to see how the investment could actually make the business grow. Right. I don't know. Have you experienced that? Cause I did. (laughs) Oh no, for sure. It's it's a lot easier to spend it knowing exactly what's like going in and what the, what the, like what the ROI is basically. And so not knowing that is like uncharted territory for me. And so for me, I waited way too long. So one of Mm -hmm. the things that I started outsourcing that I swore I would never outsource a day in my life was Mm -hmm. editing. And that was the first time that I actually like felt freedom. Um, Mm -hmm. And here's what I ended up doing. I still love editing to this day. Like Mm -hmm. I love editing, but when you're shooting weddings, if you get back into weddings to go through and edit, you know, a thousand pictures takes a long time. Right. And 
What I ended up doing, because I still loved a piece of that creative aspect of it, I still felt that ownership, is that I would edit my 150 favorite photos so that I felt mm-hmm. like I had that piece of the creator and like I had that control. And then I would upload those 150 photos and my editor would then just match my edits for the rest of them. So I never right. had to re-edit cocktail hour or family formals mm. or some of those things that I didn't love as much. And it kind of preserved my passion in that I got to edit all the beautiful portraits and the things that I loved. And my clients got to see their photos really quickly because I was the one editing those sneak peeks. So that was the first thing. And what I recognized there was I was paying, you know, it was like five to 10 cents a photo to be edited. And when I looked at it, I'm like, okay, that's like $200 per wedding. If I could book one more shoot per week, Mm -hmm. I would shooting more, which I love. And I'd be sitting behind my computer way less. And so that was what kind Mm. of opened my eyes into investing. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing that I did was just hire a VA, which was an hourly basis. And the biggest thing that she helped with was my inbox because my inbox gave me stress. (laughs) Oh yeah. I can relate. (laughs) So especially when you are serving multiple different clients through multiple avenues and you have different deadlines or different contracts or different invoicing systems, what that helped me with so much was knowing that people were hearing back right away, that they were Mm -hmm. being served, and then that that VA was helping me organize like my priorities, my calendar, Mm -hmm. and things like that. And what's beautiful about that is if you can find somebody that works on an hourly basis... One, they're probably going to work way faster than you are. And two, Mm -hmm. it kind of releases some of that guilt and stress from you. Because like, I just remember I would like read an email and mark it unread because I'm like, oh, I'll get back to that later. And then I was like, oh, that email stresses me out. And then I would not get back to it later. And then I would just not get back to it at all. And I'm like, that is not good business. (laughs) You are are preaching to the choir right now. I did that. (laughs) literally this morning. And oh so yes. I'm, I'm wondering if maybe that's a good starting point, especially cause you know, weddings, Great I've gotten point. a few this year. And so, but it's not really like the majority of my business right now. Yes. And so yes. even I yeah, having someone to manage the inbox. Like, yes. And honestly, what's so crazy is, is that we tell ourselves so many lies around hiring too, where we're like, it's going to take way too long to train them. Or what if they Mm -hmm. say the wrong thing? Or what if like, and here's the thing is I was like, honestly, at this point, hearing a response is better than me not responding at all. And what was crazy is that like, I remember like three days in, I like checked my inbox and all of a sudden it was back to zero. And I was like, wait, what kind of like sorcery is this? (laughs) And then I went into the sent inbox and I was reading her like beautiful, kind responses. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is it. Like, this is what I needed. And I felt just like so freed up to be more in the creative and less in the like executor or the integrator. And I was like, oh, this is what I needed as someone who loves to create. So I would 100% start there. And there are so many amazing VAs out there that support creative businesses that understand the business itself. So the Mm -hmm. training is like wildly minimal. Yeah. I guess adding on to that, where do you suggest looking for these people. Would you say Instagram, like find them like via hashtag or like LinkedIn? 
I would say Facebook groups are awesome and Facebook groups are just great because you can kind of put out a, like a generic ish post of like, Hey, I just Mm -hmm. helped. Does anyone have any good recommendations for VAs? We have our gold digger podcast insiders group and we see a lot of those types of posts. And it's really cool because one, you can connect with someone else who kind of understands this side of business. And then another place that I hire a lot from is LinkedIn and it's a little bit different, but LinkedIn is so keyword searchable that it's Uh amazing. And you can kind of see somebody's experience from their profile before you even get in touch with them. So Uh those would be the two places that I would start. And the other, the other option too would be is if you have any peers in your industry or anyone that you trust that, you know, has a VA, a lot of VAs work for multiple clients. And so Uh just saying like, Hey, does your person have a few hours a week? Cause really it's like email probably five hours a week max. You know what I mean? Right. That, that's what you mm-hmm. would need when you're starting out. And so just asking if anyone, like I have contractors that work for me and work for my friends and things like that because they're just kind of spread out that way. So I would go Facebook groups, LinkedIn, and any like recommendations from people that you trust. Okay. Yeah. That's really helpful. Thank you so much. We've been through so many adventures together, from the first episode to now over 500 episodes. Growing the Gold Digger podcast, I can't help but see the similarities between how I grew up too. The first day of school feelings, the awkward braces years, and the excitement for what's next. And I know I'm not alone here. Growing a business takes a lot, and a HubSpot CRM platform is here to help your business grow better. HubSpot's reporting dashboard is like your crystal ball, giving you this bird's eye view on your marketing, sales, and customer service performance so that you can get ahead of any issues before they happen. Automated marketing tools allow you to create robust campaigns across all of your marketing channels, and you can even send, test, and optimize emails for different devices and inboxes. And shared inboxes make incoming chats and emails easy to manage and scale for the whole team. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. You might not know this about me, but one of my favorite roles that I play in life is being a host. That's why Drew and I are hosts on Airbnb. If you want to generate extra income and have space to share, you should definitely check out Airbnb. As a mom and full-time entrepreneur, it's been super easy to fit hosting into my schedule. Over the last few years, we've had many visitors and we've even been voted Superhost several times. Whether you've bought properties as an investment or have unused rooms waiting to be shared, hosting on Airbnb is the practical and profitable choice. And just think about it. If you've put a ton of time, effort, and work into your home, someone out there probably would love to experience it while they're traveling. So next time you're planning a trip or want to make some extra pocket change from your spaces, consider hosting on Airbnb. The hosting process is simple, practical, and tailored to you. Your home might be worth more than you think, Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I guess next up, yeah. So during your busiest time of the year, how do you make space for yourself? Because this is where I'm kind of finding myself right now. It's I'm working, 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 and I love what I do and I'm super excited. I would rather it be this way than the opposite, obviously. But 
I feel myself slowly falling into burnout and yes. I'm not too pumped about it. So, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I 100% get it. And I feel like when you go all in on your business, it's like, you're not just like proving yourself to yourself. You're proving yourself to the world in a sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you take on this different persona who pretends like they're the energizer bunny, but in reality they right. need rest and they need life and they need fun. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the things that I really struggled with and now looking back, I'm like, ah, if I could have known was I just had zero boundaries. So I gave my photography clients my phone number and then I'd get text messages being like, hey, do you have any sneak peeks or, you know, things Mm -hmm. like that, where it's like pulling me out of my life and back into work consistently, things like that. So one thing that I really love is having a super strong autoresponder, like spending a little bit of time on your autoresponder on when people can expect to hear back from you, when you check your email, how you'll respond, or if you can link them okay. to anything that they might be needing. So like our autoresponder is so mm-hmm. awesome because it's like, hey, like I only check my email twice a day, like once in the morning and once in the evening. And just like setting those expectations in that way can be super okay. helpful not just for your clients, but also for yourself. And then Mm -hmm. other thing that I was so bad about is like, I would literally sleep like with my laptop on my nightstand, just in case like something urgent came up or things like that. And it's like, I can literally feel like my cortisol levels rising just (laughs) about that stage of life of like, like everything was urgent, you know, like feeling like everything needed my attention. And so Mm -hmm. one of the things that I got so much better at over the years, specifically as a photographer, but this would also a hundred percent apply as a website designer was just communicating up front. Here is when you can expect to get your gallery. Here is when you can see this first. And one of the things that I've recognized now where I am in my business, where I'm working with all different contractors and things is like my experience shifts so much. Mm -hmm. I know what to expect versus when I'm putting my expectations on someone else and they're just too afraid to tell me what they can actually do. So even Mm -hmm. from like initial inquiries, or if you send over a pricing guide, that's where you can really start setting expectations about like turnaround times or how long you'll be shooting for or how much Mm -hmm. preparation you're going to invest in them. And that can really just help the whole experience out, but it can also help preserve you. The other thing that I would say is that blacking out and setting boundaries around like once I finally hit burnout, which I don't want Mm -hmm. to get there. I was like, next year I am saving one weekend every single month for zero work. I am taking this entire month off. And like, I literally blacked it out and said no. And it's so hard to say no, but it's like, if you can mark those things preemptively on your calendar and pretend Mm -hmm. like it's already booked, or whatever, or, you know, say like time at the cabin with my family, or we're going to get away for a weekend or whatever that looks like. Just really looking at like that, because it's so funny, like the money doesn't really matter. It's our time. And so when we can save that time, it saves us from burnout, but it also kind of preserves our lives, which is why we start this all in the first place. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted And I've always wanted to go in entrepreneurship for time freedom. And I feel like I'm in this season right now where I'm like, 
I have no time that is free. (laughs) I know. And it's, it's one of those things that I really struggle with as an educator. Cause I'm like, is this just part of the process? Because so many Mm -hmm. of my friends, it's like they work themselves into burnout and and I think hustle culture is just running rampant and it's so hard as as somebody who's been there because I've done that and it was part of my success but I also struggle with thinking well is that a necessity like do you have to hit burnout to get the breakthrough like I don't want that to be the case by any means, but I think right. sometimes like we need that wake up call of like, mm-hmm. what is my value? Is it time or is it money? And I think when we're starting our businesses, our value is found in money, which is why we're willing to trade all of our time in the world to make it. But then I feel mm-hmm. like we hit this threshold and we're like, no, I will give money away to get back my time. My time matters yeah. more. And so that's the interesting thing. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. So I guess kind of going along those lines of, you know, keep creating that time freedom. I am by no means ready to have children, but it's something that is going to happen within the next five to six years. So I'm just curious, in what ways did you prepare your business for when you were ready to start your family? Yeah, this is such a great question. And and I honestly, Stephanie, I think it's so smart to be thinking about it future paced like five years from now. I think that's beautiful because mm-hmm. it does take time to build a business that supports that side of your life. And it's, I've watched people grow families and grow businesses simultaneously. And I'm like in awe of them. It's absolutely right. not possible, but it's awesome if you're in a place where you're like thinking about it already. So it's super interesting because we didn't want to have kids for a long time. So we were married mm-hmm. five years before we even wanted children or desired it, which actually yeah. timing wise, you and I are very aligned because we, we yeah. were like, until <laughs> we were 30, I just kept saying, maybe when I'm 30, maybe when I'm 30. And that was when Coco finally came. But it's wild because when our hearts kind of shifted and we were like, okay, I think we're like ready to do this thing. We were absolutely not in a place to have the kind of life that we wanted as parents. So Drew was selling wine, nine to five retail hours, holidays, Mm -hmm. weekends, all those things. I was working crazy as a photographer. And Mm -hmm. I remember, so we had two miscarriages. And so when I found out I was pregnant the first time, I remember the first thing I did was look at my wedding calendar and being like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to cancel weddings. And I was like, how sad is it that that is my like first thought? You know what I mean? Of like, Mm -hmm. I built something that doesn't support what I really want. And so what I would say is when we're looking at your business, there's a few Mm -hmm. ideas that I have for you. So one of the things is, have you ever considered, and I don't know if this is something you'd even enjoy and you can tell me no, but you could combine your services in that when you are designing websites for clients, you could also do their photography. Mm. And so you could combine those services. You wouldn't be working on weekends and you would be doing photo shoots and then you would have control of the images that would go into the website. Mm. So you'd be shooting in a way that would help you to design even better. And that's something where it's like looking at like as a mom, like weekends are just gold, you know, like I love our Mm -hmm. weekends all together. But the other piece of it too is figuring out how you can create some sort of scalable system that doesn't require the trade of time to make money. So website templates could be something for Mm -hmm. that. Stock photos could be something for that. And those are things that you can be working towards like in the Mm five-year vision. 
of like, is there a way for me to make money while I'm sleeping? (laughs) And if there is, how do I start just thinking about that? And what's beautiful about you being multi-passionate is that there are different ways that you can do this while still serving. Mm -hmm. And I know so many of my friends who are photographers, they're exceptional wedding photographers. And then they have children and they're like, you know, do I want to be gone every Saturday? Am I going to be able to pump at this wedding day? Like what does this look like? You know, all of those logistics. And so the gift of photography is that you can really transition it into different spaces that allow you to just for two hours a day instead of 10. And that's the kind of things like that. But I would just definitely be thinking about like some passive income opportunities Mm -hmm. that you can be working towards. And I think like website templates would be awesome. Stock photos would be awesome. Branding sessions would be awesome. And really, if I were somebody that needed a website and I knew that I could come out to you, do a branding shoot, do all Mm -hmm. the photos, and then have that person also be building a website, that's like an all-inclusive experience that not very many people can offer. That would be really exciting. So just a random idea. Yeah. No, I love that. I've done that for like one client ever. And I guess I just never thought about scaling that and really creating like an all-inclusive package, but uh-huh. like definitely wrote that coming, down. So here yeah. we go. <laughs> think about coming to you and you having like hair and makeup and mm-hmm. ha- you know what I mean? Like, ha- you know, like just things like that, where I'm like, I feel like nowadays we're looking for like all in one solutions, you know, where it's right. like, I don't have time to wrangle eight contractors to get one thing done. I don't know. Sure. could be cool. Who knows? <laughs> Taking notes for sure. That's, That's right. amazing. Thank you. Yes. My next question, again, kind of going, I guess, back towards business. You are obviously multi-passionate. There's so many different legs to your brand and the podcast and all of that. But as a multi-passionate woman, how do you determine which projects that you would want to pursue and you know make it as a business or do it for profit mm-hmm. versus which one should just like be? Here's a life and work hack for you. Ever since I started getting dressed in the mornings before working from home, I have been more productive and efficient. I guess the saying dress for success is actually true, which is why I am obsessed with quince. Quince offers luxury fashion without the hefty price tag. With prices ranging from 50 to 80% less than similar brands, it's a no-brainer to choose Quince for timeless style at unbeatable prices. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman, passing the savings on to us, the savvy shoppers. Personally, I've snagged the Italian leather bow ballet flats. They've truly become a wardrobe staple. And let's not forget about their stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, which adds this touch of sophistication to any outfit. Whether I'm working from home, dressing up for a date night, or a play date with friends, Quince always delivers in style, quality, and affordability. If you're ready to elevate your wardrobe without breaking the bank, join me in embracing the Quince revolution. Trust me, your closet and your wallet will thank you. Indulge in affordable luxury at quince.com slash gold digger for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash gold digger to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Let me tell you, I love it when I find a way to blend style and comfort 
This is why I am obsessed with Jenny Kane. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed a breeze. We're talking minimalist, effortless, yet totally refined, which is exactly my vibe. I wear Jenny Kane's house slippers every single day. I even sent a pair to my best friend and I've been on the hunt for the perfect shoe for travel. I just grabbed their suede kitten heels. They are timeless, easy to pack. And when I wear them, I get compliments and it also helps that they are super comfortable. I've also got a quick shout out their sweaters. The oversized cotton fisherman and the cotton cocoon are perfection for everyday wear. And even as the weather warms up, they are absolutely staying in my rotation. Now, the best part about this brand is that you can mix and match the pieces effortlessly. Pair their sweaters with classic denim or a simple slip dress and you've got a look that's put together without even trying. Jenny Kane believes in the art of simplicity and on top of the amazing clothes, they even have home essentials. We're talking timeless furniture, cozy pillows and throws and the most incredible candles. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use the code GOLDDIGGER15 at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER15. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. I'm pretty well versed in social media, but there was one major platform on the internet that I didn't know how to use to its max potential, and that was LinkedIn. Can you relate? With LinkedIn ads, you'll learn how to build the right relationships, drive results, and reach even more of your audience. Imagine having direct access to decision makers. We're talking about a billion members, 180 million senior level executives, and 10 million C-level executives. Now, trust me, that is a network you want to be a part of. LinkedIn provides targeting and measurement tools specifically designed for B2B. In fact, in the tech world, LinkedIn generated two to five times higher return on ad spend than other social media platforms. And here's the best part. You're not alone. LinkedIn respects the B2B world we operate in. In fact, 79% of B2B content marketers say that LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's right. LinkedIn ads helps build connection and results. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Yes. And just exist as hobbies. Yes. I love this question, Stephanie. When I saw this, I was like, yes, you are so on <laughs> with your questions. Are Thank so you. Good. So one of the things I was recently like reliving my, my past. And mm-hmm. when I hit burnout, I started painting and I've never painted in my life. I'd never taken an art mm-hmm. class. My mother-in-law was an elementary art teacher. And so she had this whole like supply room in her basement. And I was like, I need something where I'm not staring at a screen, where I'm using my hands again, where I feel creative. And I just started painting for myself. Well, then that turned into like a little print shop, which was then passive Mm -hmm. income, which was wonderful. But it kind of shifted the way that I looked at it. And it shifted the way that I looked at you know, how do we preserve our lives in the sense of, you know, profiting on certain things and not profiting. And I think there is this Mm -hmm. weird notion that women should like do everything for profit or like figure out ways to monetize all the things. Right. And it's interesting because for me specifically, when I think about like 
the things that I'm most passionate about, it's things like body image and miscarriage and like Mm -hmm. helping women navigate some of those tougher conversations. And those are things that I would never want to monetize. And I look at like, okay, my business supports the space and gives me the platform to speak about some of those other things that are never monetized, but are just like those passions on my heart that like, I just want to share this with the world and help other people through these things. And so what I would say, is like challenge yourself if you are doing something and you feel this need that you need to share it online ask yourself Mm -hmm. why and I have thought about that a lot like when like this is such a stupid example but like when we were in quarantine (laughs) Drew and I started doing puzzles and it was like such a weird hobby but it was so relaxing every night we'd put Coco to bed we'd put on like zen music and do puzzles together And I was like, this is something that is just like, so like playing for the sake of playing. And we need so Mm -hmm. much more of that. So there are certain things in my life where I'm like, I'm never even going to share this online because then there becomes this pressure of like performance versus just doing for fun or trying something new for fun. And then there are other things where it's like, I told myself, like, I I hate the outdoors. I'm never going to be a hiker. And like, we turned Mm -hmm. into hikers. And I was like, Oh, my God, this is so weird. Like, who am I? But I think a lot of last year brought about this like identity shift of like, who am I? What do I like to do? What do I hate to do? (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like people, especially, I mean, it's been, you know, a year and a half now, but just in this crazy season, like people are really exploring hobbies and, you know, I've kind of done a little bit of that as well, but I'm like, does this even need to be a business or can I just do this for fun? And why do I, why do I feel the pressure to make it a business? Yes. No. And I totally get that. And that's like, I stopped doing my watercolor print shop because I was like, now I just feel pressure to perform. And then I'm looking at what does best versus like, what do I want to do? And it's like, wait a second, like not everything needs to turn into that. And I think it's important to have things that are not that. So I love that question. Yeah. No, I agree. 1000%. Thank you. Let's see. I think we have time Um, for one more. Okay, perfect. So I guess I'll end it with what has been the most valuable piece of business advice you've received from one of your mentors? Ooh, okay. This is so good. I've had so many, I'm so grateful to have so many amazing mentors. I think something that I've learned is to really trust our guts. And I think that a lot of times as women, we shut our intuition off or we like stop listening to what our gut is telling us mm-hmm. and we start following other people's paths or the things that have made them successful. And I think it's such a catch 22 because, you know, they always say like, if you want to learn something new, look to somebody who's done it and like, you know, adopt their blueprint. I think that's super smart. I think that's just right. smart as a human being, learn from other people's experiences. But mm-hmm. I think in that process, a lot of times we become blind to like, how does this make me feel? Or like, why do I feel off about this? Or like, why do I want to say no, but I'm going to say yes. And Mm -hmm. when I look at all the times that my business grew or my life expanded or like my capacity to enjoy life expanded, it was when I really listened to my gut. And I know for me, when I think back of like the most transformative time for me was when Coco was finally born, I literally blacked out an entire year of obligation. Mm -hmm. So I was still working and I was still serving the world and I was still doing the things I did, but I took Mm -hmm. away the obligation of doing anything that people were asking of me. And 
it was really, it felt scary and it felt really risky, but I am such a yes person that I knew that if I didn't make it black and white and just say, I'm taking this year to be with my family, Mm -hmm. that I would be tempted to say yes to too many things. And so just like really honoring what you need and what is working for you, Mm -hmm. but getting quiet enough with yourself to be like, is this meant for me? Or like, maybe this is super helpful for somebody else, but this is not what I want. Listen to your gut and your intuition. And what's so cool to think about Stephanie is like, you have already made it through the hardest year of entrepreneurship, (laughs) also in the pandemic. So what got you to this point is going to keep carrying you forward. And so Mm -hmm. much of that is just your internal knowledge, your belief in yourself, your ability to figure things out. And like, that's going to carry you forward. And so just don't leave that part behind as you continue to grow and scale. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I think I think that's something that I've always, you know, I I'm in the same boat as you where I never I never say no. And yes. mm-hmm. I think that creates so much, you know, just honestly self-doubt when you take on a project that like may not be yes. you know, for me or for for whatever. So yeah, trusting my gut is definitely something that I'm, I'm going to need to implement. Yes. And I think too, like I literally, I used to call it my gut game and I'm like, check Mm -hmm. in with my gut game. Like, is this the wrong client or like, is this Mm -hmm. just not the right fit? And what I found too, is like, when I say yes to things, when I knew I should have said no, I dread the work. I don't feel Mm -hmm. appreciated. I don't deliver to the ability that I can. And it's like, sweet, if I could have pointed them to a person that was the right fit, who Mm -hmm. they would have clicked with, that would have been a better experience for all of us, right? And so, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's always hindsight, of course, that's how we work. But (laughs) I, I just think, yeah, it's like, really pay attention to yourself and just get quiet enough with yourself to check in. And like, if you're feeling a certain way, like trust it, because there's something in us that is right all the time. It's like the person that's like, I told you so inside of us and we don't listen to it enough. (laughs) Right. No, I agree. 100%. Stephanie, where can everybody find you and learn more about your business and follow you on your journey and check out your photography and your web design? Give me all the places. Yeah. So first things first is going to be the website, www.stephaniesinchonphotography.com. I am undergoing a rebrand because I'm getting married in January. So that will be changing in a little bit, but you'll get all those announcements on the website. And then on Instagram, Stephanie Cintron Photography, you can find me hanging out there. That's pretty much where I share the most of my content. Amazing. Stephanie, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for showing up for this coaching session. I had so much fun. I hope you did too. Yes. Thanks for having me, Jenna. It's been amazing. I mean, when I look at what Stephanie has done and in the season that she's done it in, I am in awe. You gold diggers are just amazing. And I love doing these coaching sessions. So if you're listening in and you're like, how do I get coached on the podcast? I want to make sure two things are clear. 
First, that you're following along on Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast. And two, that you're a part of our Facebook community, the one that I referenced when Stephanie asked where she should find someone to hire. That's our Gold Digger Podcast Insiders Facebook group. We are 60,000 strong and counting. And you can join that by going to golddiggerpodcast.com. We have a link for you to join us inside of our private community that is absolutely free. That is where we post about these opportunities to get coached on the show. And it's a place where you can share your success stories and ask questions and be in community with other gold diggers just like you and Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. I hope today leaves you feeling inspired and ready to take action. And I also hope today reminds you to take some time. Time is our currency and it's probably time that you pat yourself on the back for all the work you've been doing. Until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Let's face it, life and business can be stressful, and it's not just your mind that suffers when you're feeling tense or anxious. Stress can also affect your digestion and your immune system too. So what do we do about it? Introducing Just Calm, the breakthrough new stress-soothing formula from Just Thrive. Say hello to a steady, serene, more relaxed you. Just Calm's proprietary mood-lifting blend is clinically proven to help you relax and breathe a little easier in as little as four weeks. And for Next Level Mood TLC, there's Just Thrive Probiotic. This is the probiotic my whole family swears by. This spore probiotic banishes bloat and constipation so your gut can produce more serotonin, which is your happy hormone. Plus, it supports better sleep so you can wake up feeling refreshed and revitalized. With Just Calm and Just Thrive Probiotic, you'll have the ultimate stress-fighting duo to help you win the day every day. To learn more about Just Thrive, tune into episode 734 with their founder, Tina Anderson. I loved chatting with her about the gut-brain connection. And if you're ready to take control and live your healthiest life yet, you can get 20% off your first 90-day bottle of Just Calm and Just Thrive probiotic today. Visit justthrivehealth.com and use a promo code GOLDDIGGER. Take control today with Just Thrive. That's justthrivehealth.com, promo code GOLDDIGGER.